0: And now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, it's a solo episode. It's been a while since I've done one. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit today about community and why it is so incredibly important for women to be in community with one another. Um, There is a great article that was written many, many years ago called Why Women Need a Tribe. Now, (laughs) this was written before it was recognized that the use of such a word was problematic. However, the I've sort of lived by this quote I use it a lot um, in some of my uh, I don't know it's been in all my programs I think this this article but anyway the quote is in ancient times women shared a lot more than they do today they shared care of their babies gathered food and cooked together the women and the children shared their lives intimately and were a source of strength and comfort to each other on a daily basis." Traditions like the Red Tent, where women came together during menstruation, often with synchronized cycles, were a beautiful time for nurturing, sharing women's business, and keeping each other resilient and happy. Today, women are a lot more isolated in their own homes and lives, and more separate from each other. The opportunities for coming together are much more limited, and the time spent together in this way greatly reduced. Because of this... Women miss the beautiful healing and nourishment that comes from being with others. How amazing is that? You know, I think about this all the time when I look at uh, how you guys, who are those that are in my Facebook group, um, interact with one another. I think the power of my Facebook group and any Facebook group. Where there is uh, really loving, nurturing support uh, for women, in particular, uh, it, it is—it's like there's a there's a Facebook group in my uh, for moms in my neighborhood, and uh, it's run by my dear friend Leonora Pitts, and she just started a podcast called Mothering Heights, <laughs> which I highly recommend. It's about women and creativity. Um, but anyway, Leonora started this Facebook group and, you know, we are we are a group of moms. Most of them are married. But when one of us has an issue and, you know, we've had many, many cases of COVID and, you know, there are meal trains set up immediately. There is caretaking immediately. It's like you activate the the village and the village you know, gets, gets shit done. And mostly it's caretaking, nurturing. Um, There have been times when I had COVID, you know, was really early on in the game. And these women were like right there for me, dropping off food, dropping off like homemade bone broth, unbelievable human beings in that group. Um, And so, and, you know, I think similar in my Facebook group that even though it's enormous, uh, and, and it's not the intimacy of, like, we're in, in the same neighborhood. Um, it is, we share the intimacy of going through similar things, um, similar experiences, similar struggles. You know, it, the number of people that say, oh, my God, I thought I was the only one. Or, I, I, you know, I felt so alone until I realized you guys were all out here. Um, you know, I'm, I, am, <laughs> I am recording this. The A couple of days after we hit 10,000 members in the group, which is just, I mean, you know, I never thought, never in a million years did I think we would have so many women in this group. But it just goes to show how much need there is around the world because it is a global group. And it goes to show how many women are struggling from the same things, which really uh, is Awful and disheartening and discouraging and also, you know, that's why we need each other. That's why we need community. Um, you know, and we are, and as I say about my Facebook group, this is a, this is a movement, right? This is not uh, just a group or even just a community. It is a movement. It is a movement of women saying, there's something wrong here. And when I say here, I mean in, in our relationships, in our families, in our marriages, and also globally, in our culture, in the way we are raising men and boys, um, all of these things, right? There's, there's a problem here that needs to be solved, and women are rising up in a movement, and saying, no more, absolutely not. And I will tell you, um, I have a lot of personal experience with uh, the impact that that has on men. And it's, it's forcing them into uh, recovery, into facing their trauma, into becoming better humans. And for the most part that happens after we leave them, after we say no more. You know, we only hit our bottoms when there's no more cushioning around. So, you know, when you, you know, yes, wouldn't it be great if us saying, if you don't address these issues, if you don't change, if you don't figure this shit out, then I'm going to leave you. And if, if they, that magically made them change it, 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 99.9% of the time, that's not what it takes. 99.9% of the time, what it takes is for us to actually say I'm done and have people need to lose everything before they recognize what needs to change, you know, and that's what a bottom is. And our work, The work of victims, in particular, is to get to the place of feeling strong enough and empowered enough to be able to walk away. We are so scared of walking away from relationships that are hurting us. We are more scared of being alone than we are of being abused. Think about that. We're more scared of being alone than we are of being abused because on the one hand, at least we, we know the abuse, you know, even though part of the pattern of abuse is the fact that it's unpredictable, we can still predict that unpredictability. But if we leave, we have no idea what awaits us on the other side and, you know, we are conditioned to believe that we're nothing if we're not married, if we are not part of a couple, um, in particular within heterosexual, uh, couples, you know, all of these issues, most of these issues, because, because patriarchy is systemic, right? So people in, uh, gay and lesbian relationships don't, uh, or any, I guess, uh, any queer relationship are not immune to these issues because they are systemic. Um, they are more prevalent, I believe, in cis-hetero relationships, but that doesn't mean that they're exclusive to them at all. And I and I know that I have a lot of lesbian listeners. I know I have a lot of lesbians in my Facebook group. And so I am I'm working to make my language around this more inclusive because, you know, I do think while... <laughs> A majority of my listeners and followers are um, are straight women. I I do recognize that it's not exclusive, um, and these issues are not exclusive because it is systemic. But the the point that I'm making here is that when women come together in community, whether it's on Facebook, in person, in a in a support group, whatever it is, when we come together in community. Our power, it it it's exponential, right? It is absolutely exponential. Women who gather in community grow and learn at an exponential rate because of the wisdom and support that they receive from other women uh, in the same or similar positions. Right? We are we begin to own our collective power. The more we gather with women who have the same or similar issues, the more we realize, like, yeah, it's not just me, but also... You know this is systemic and and it needs to change. And like, holy shit, we need more attention to this, right? Because if it's just me and my relationship, then I can feel really shitty about myself because I've created this and it must be about me. And generally speaking, especially in in abuse, um, but even in just dissatisfying marriages, we we make it about ourselves. We think it's just us. We think we are the problem, and so we bend ourselves into pretzels trying to change because if we're the problem, then we can also be the solution. But when we are gathered in community and we recognize that there are thousands upon thousands, tens, and even hundreds of thousands of women experiencing the same thing, we get to turn our attention to change outside of ourselves. And we recognize that actually, We have to do something about the community. We have to do something about the system. We have to do something about the partnerships that are born out of this system. And is there personal work to be done? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we have to unravel all of the ways in which we are conditioned by this system to Accept things that are unacceptable, to um, abuse ourselves, to gaslight ourselves, to be okay with mediocrity. That's all systemic. You know, that's patriarchy. That's women not being taught to or allowed to choose. Not recognizing our own worth, our own strength, our own power. But when we gather in community, we can start to do that. We recognize our power. We recognize our strength. We recognize our worth. Because our power, our true power, lies in our connection to other women and the the you know what is what is created and 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 sort of sh- blossoms from that connection right we're plugging in like plugging in a, a you know an electrical socket and then all the lights in the house go on right that's us in community and now a word from our sponsor you guys all know Annette Oltmans, who's been a guest on the podcast a few times. Annette is the founder of The MEND Project, which seeks to bring clarity and validation to victims and survivors and to provide tools and resources for those who are responding to abuse. I first met Annette when she did a presentation on emotional abuse for my 40-hour domestic violence advocacy training, and I immediately fell in love with her and the MEND Project, and I sought them out for collaboration right away. Then I registered for their training on responding to abuse, and I got to tell you, what they're doing over at the MEND Project is incredible, and I think everyone should do their trainings. They're comprehensive training curriculum provides deep instruction on psychological abuse, double abuse, complex trauma, how to identify your own trauma and whether you're being abused and best protocols for responding to victims and those who cause harm. So they have broken up their trainings into three different cohorts. So they have now a a separate cohort for victims and survivors, uh, another training for responders and advocates and another one for counselors and therapists or other professionals who are seeking CEUs. So you can get your continuing education credits um, by taking their training for professionals. So there are trainings coming up soon. Head on over to kateanthony.com slash MEND, M-E-N-D, for more information and to sign up. And truly, no matter which training might be right for you, I really recommend that you take advantage of the amazing work that they're doing over at the MEND project. Again, you'll find links to all three trainings for victims and survivors, for responders and advocates, and for counselors and therapists over at kateanthony.com slash MEND. And now back to our episode. You know, it's really, really important That we come together. So, you know, one of the reasons I'm telling you this is that, you know, I keep telling, I've told you a couple times that I am starting a group program in September. And, you know, this is partly why, this is why I'm doing this, right? The program's called Grit and Grace, which I don't think I've told you before, actually. So it's called Grit and Grace because I do believe that that's what it takes, right? It takes hard, hard, hard work. Hard work, which is the grit, right? And then it takes grace to have compassion for yourself, to have compassion for each other, to hold space for each other. Um, You know, the grit is in the accountability and the connection and the, you know, holding a mirror up for each other to say, no, 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 no. Um, And the grace is to say, yes. Your power lies here. You you are worthy. You are strong. You are beautiful. You are worth so much more than you have been allowing for yourself and to have that grace for yourself and for other people. And again, I just don't believe that uh, women grow as powerfully alone as they do together and in community. Um, so that's kind of, that's why I'm putting together this program, looking at the power that we have in our Facebook group, in that community, and and sort of um, adding that to the power of doing this. The, my one-on-one coaching, in particular, sort of putting those two things together. I've sort of this grit and grace have sort of grew out of me looking at these two these two things, like this community, this growth, this acceleration of growth, along with the intense work uh, that I can do with my private clients and wanting that to be sort of bigger and better and more accessible um, to more people. Because again, I'm just one person, and so I can only... You know, it's only to so much time in my week, right? So if, you know, if all my work is focused on one-on-one work, then I'm only helping, you know, that many people per week. But if I can create this group um, community program, really it's a community program, um, and I can do both, right? I can help way more people with the same level of intensity and even more so because of the community. So, you know, that's really why I created this because, man, oh man, do we get so much more when we are um, working in concert with one another? Um, and I've been reading uh, this book by Gretchen Rubin called um, Better Than Before: What I Learned about Making and Breaking Habits. <laughs> um, and it's it's really it's it's a really amazing uh, book, and it's really, uh, it's getting me understanding. It was written in 2015. It's actually quite an old book, but um, uh, I've been working with Amelia Kelly, you know, Dr. Amelia Kelly, who's been on the podcast before, and she did the episode on HSPs. Um, so, uh, oh, I, you know, I was always joking, like, I need to work with Amelia, but she lives in North Carolina. And then finally, I, I messaged her and I was like, hey, do you coach? Because I know as a therapist, you can't be my therapist but can you be my coach? She was like, yeah, I can. I was like, oh thank god. So she had me she's having me read this book and it is um it's really fascinating about different people and how they create habits and how and so there are she's broken there's like she calls them the four tendencies and the four tendencies are um that you know we the like the difference in how we approach habits, I guess, is sort of um, uh, the thing. So the four tendencies we have, there's the upholder, who meets outer expectations and inner expectations. Right, the upholder is somebody who like decides that they're going to do something and then they just do it because, you know, it's expected of them either from the outside world or they've decided that they want to. These people are unicorns. Um, (laughs) in my world. I'm like, what? Um, And then there are the questioner. The questioner resists outer expectations and will meet inner expectations. So, the questioner is like, my son is a questioner. He's such a pain in the ass. Like, a questioner will do something as long as they understand why, right? If it doesn't make logical sense to them, they're not going to follow a rule just because it's a rule. They're going to follow a rule if they understand why the rule is in place and actually believe in it right um the rebel They resist outer expectations. They resist inner expectations. They just rebel against, like, as soon as they, they, you know, come up with a habit or something like that or an expectation, um, they're going to rebel against it and resist it. I have a streak of this in me. Um, And then there's the obliger. This is me. They meet outer expectations and they resist inner expectations. So these are people who are much more likely to do things uh, when there is an accountability structure to it, they're more willing, they're, they're more likely to show up to the gym if they're meeting a trainer or if they are like in a group training situation. Um, you know, they're less likely to do things for themselves, but they will definitely show up if others are involved. So if you're an obliger, <laughs> like I am, a group program is the best, right? Because you are showing up for And with other people, um, you know. Look, if you're an upholder, this is great too. Obviously, because you're gonna you're gonna be sort of um, carrying the the, the torch. <laughs> um, and you know, and questioners are great because I do. You know, you may know you may have noticed this, but. I tend to explain a lot of, like, the science behind stuff that I talk about in my work because maybe it's from raising a questioner, um, but I've always been that way, that, like, I really geek out on the science underneath things because um, I think it's important to understand why, right? I do think that's important. Um, So I think that now that I'm talking it through, maybe my program is perfect for all people, um, all people all four, all four tendencies. Um, but, um, you know, especially if you are somebody who really needs accountability and structure, you know, um, it's just, you know, I'm the kind of person I, I cannot do, I've created, I've created online programs, obviously for, for all of you. Um, I don't do online programs. I will buy an online program. I don't buy them anymore because I know this about myself. I'll buy them and I'll never do them. Um, so if you're one of those people, uh, this program is will be 100% good for you. Um, and, you know, <sighs> women, man, right? I think that so many of the structures, uh, the patriarchal structures that um, are, you know, have been put in place have put in place to, to separate us, y'all right? We live in single-family homes. We used to live in tribes and villages like that quote, you know, in ancient times, we shared a lot more than we do today. We lived together. We gathered. We cooked together. We raised our babies together. All of these things. And then with the advent of the automobile and you know, we were able to sort of spread out and live and we had these single family homes and we were separated from one another and we um, became disempowered. I think we can trace a lot of our disempowerment to our separateness. And so one of the ways that we take that back is by gathering in community in the ways that we can. We all want to go and live on a, you know, a commune together. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, But somehow, for some reason, we never do. Isn't that weird? Because every fucking woman I know wants to do that. And yet, here we are. Still in our single family homes, all alone. Whether you join me in grit or grace or not, grit and grace or not, um, I want you to think about where you can create community for yourself. Um, Whether that's in my Facebook group, amazing. Um, If there's some opportunity for you to create that in person in your community, by all means, do it. It's one of the most important things that we can do for each other, for ourselves. Um, And if you're interested in hearing more about Grit and Grace when it is available, which will be um, in early September, then uh, in the show notes, there will be a link so that you can get your name on the advance uh, notice list and or you can go to my website kateanthony.com and click on private coaching and there will be a box down um, down the page where you can input your email address so that you can be one of the first to learn uh when the program goes live um i'm so excited about this guys i think this is going to be one of the um i don't know one of the best things i've ever done <laughs> is that saying too much and by the way, this program is open for people who, whether, whether you are deciding, trying to decide whether to stay or go, whether you're going through divorce or whether you are on the other side and, and, and looking for healing, uh, I'm going to merge all, all places in this process into this one program because again, we learn best from and with one another. So wherever you are in your process, grit and grace is for you. All right, my loves, that concludes my my most recent solo episode. Um, I love and adore you all. I hope you're having an amazing summer. Uh, I am writing my book. And yes, there is a chapter on all of this, of course. And um, I really look forward to